Hi there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to Living the Sky Life podcast. I hope that the content of each episode brings you hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways. The Special Needs Parenting Village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. Please connect with me through my Living the Sky Life Facebook page or Instagram account. And let's keep this conversation going after each episode airs. Thanks again for tuning in for season two of Living the Sky Life. Hello, everybody. With 2020 in the rear view, thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> I wanted to hop on here and do a solo episode, kind of um, recap 2020 and some takeaways that I learned from it and kind of my plans for 2021. Um, and I also wanted to reach out to you guys and let you know how our Christmas ended up um, with the idea that I posed on a couple episodes ago about opening gifts uh, Christmas Eve with the family and then doing Christmas morning with a couple of gifts with Skylar. Um, so first of all, I just have to thank whoever the many of you who were that gave me the suggestion for doing like our family Christmas and opening gifts Christmas Eve um, after Skylar went to bed and then opening a couple of gifts of our own with him, with his gifts in the morning, it made for the best Christmas I've had in a couple of years. I know that probably sounds terrible, but as I mentioned before on the other episode, it was so stressful worrying about opening gifts with him because he doesn't like to open presents. He could care less. And so there's so much commotion around him and navigating around him getting upset and all of that, that I missed my daughter opening her things, my husband opening his things. I didn't even get to open any of mine. Um, it just always made for a stressful, frustrating Christmas. So it was actually wonderful. We all took turns, my husband, my daughter, and myself opening presents. We laughed a lot, took a lot of pictures. And then Christmas um, mid-morning when Skylar got up and we opened his gifts with him, that was also wonderful because I made sure there were only a few since I know his attention for um, opening gifts is, is horrible and he doesn't have any interest in it. So um, just having a couple of gifts each to open, uh, that was just enough for him. He enjoyed what he got um, and we moved on. And then the very next day, I took everything down. <laughs> so our house was instantly Christmas free um, and holiday free as of the 26th, which also was a great sigh of relief to um, get rid of all of the um, greenery and all the pine needles everywhere that he kept pulling out of the trees and all of that. So it was wonderful. So we will continue that tradition now. That'll be our new family tradition um, for several years until he shows us that he actually is interested in Christmas and the gifts and all of that. And then we maybe will revert to the old way of doing things. I don't know. But for now, this is our new plan and I love it. So thanks again for all the suggestions to do it this way because it worked out great. Um, and I also am super thrilled about a gift that Santa bought for herself this year. Um, and uh, I found a bunch of door locks with keypads. Uh, one of my neighbors has those on her doors. And um, I'm like, man, this is genius. Because Skylar, in the last six months or so, realized that those baby gates that were over all of the door entryways um, – could easily be pushed over with one finger and create a very loud crash on the floor um, to which he enjoyed the banging and the loud noises. 
So that was driving all of us crazy. So I found um, these really cool door locks with keypads, and we have them on every door in the house. He looked very annoyed that we figured out yet another system to try to keep him out of bathrooms and places he doesn't really need to be. Um, my daughter was thrilled because she hated the gates, as did I, because we're both short and it's really hard to um, <laughs> climb over those. So hopefully this works for a good year um, until we're on to something else and he figures out how to press the code in and we'll have to keep changing it. <laughs> so <laughs> score one for the parents um, uh, again. So thanks for all the suggestions and um, all the ideas. It was wonderful. So I kind of want to move into 2020. Um, I imagine that around this time last year, many of you guys like myself, um, write down goals, resolutions, maybe a new exercise regimen, whatever you're going to do to make this year the year for you um, and to accomplish all of those things. Of course, COVID climbed in and uh, wreaked havoc on all of our plans. But, you know, I the last few weeks, I've just kind of sat around thinking about 2020. And I know it's so easy to look at all of the nasty, negative things that happened politically, um, you know, professionally for some people and with COVID and just all of the the hate and negativity that was going on um, this year. It's really hard to find some positives and some, you know, just kind of self-reflection. And I really, really try every year, no matter if it's been a good year or a crazy year like this year, to evaluate how the year went. How did I do on the goals that I set? How did I do on those resolutions? Um, or exercise plans. Um, and to evaluate before I jump right in and schedule something and, and set goals for myself for the following year, were they too lofty? Was it not anything that could be measured? Did I, you know, really extend myself to a potential of feeling failure because the goals were just so out of out of touch and out of reach? And I don't like feeling that way at the end of the year. So in my evaluation process of the year, 2020 is no different. I, I took a look back on the year and I do like to think that I've learned some things, you know, maybe some valuable lessons and takeaways about myself. I mean, who knows? Maybe that was the plan all along, you know, perhaps something bigger than us. You can insert your own spiritual beliefs here. Um, maybe something bigger than us served up the pandemic as a way to slow us all down and help us kind of reevaluate what's important and who's important in our lives. Um, since we <laughs> clearly had to spend a lot of time with our family. Um, and, you know, maybe that's, um, you know, taking it way too far um, towards a silver lining uh, for some of you, and you completely disagree with me and think there is not one redeeming quality of 2020. And that's okay. We can definitely disagree. Um, I just think that we can take whatever we want and put whatever spin we need from any situation to help us cope in the best way possible. And I, I really try to choose positivity wherever I can um, because negativity just continues to fester and, um, you know, it's just, it doesn't make anybody feel good. So, um, you know, giving into the idea of valuable lessons and takeaways and giving some thought over the last few weeks about 2020, I wanted to share with you just a couple of things that I learned about myself um, and some takeaways that I plan to 
continue focusing on um, into the future. Um, maybe some of it will resonate with you guys. Maybe maybe it won't, but <laughs> I'll share anyway. Um, so my 2020 wrap-up taught me two really important things. Um, the first one, my state of being. Um, you know, not to get too deep here, but all of the time that I spent at home with my family, and specifically Skylar, forced me to really reevaluate how I show up for my family and how I show up, you know, personally, whether it's my tone, my attention, if I'm on my phone and not really paying attention when they're talking to me, the patience that I have and, you know, how easily I get frustrated. The list can go on and on. Um, you know, I, I easily used to get frustrated and, and I still do sometimes um, if his school would randomly call me and tell me that um, he had too many pull-ups um, with bowel movements for the day he passed their magic number that they had set um, and that we needed to come and pick him up. And it used to just irritate me because, you know, I had so many things planned for my day with my job. I felt defeated. I have a checklist every day of things to do um, and work commitments and all these other things. And it just is defeating because, you know, I, I wasn't going to get any of those things done. I had to go and get him. And then I, what was I going to do with him? for the two or three hours that he normally would have still been at school. Um, and now I have to entertain him and figure something out. It just messed up his schedule, just all the things. And it used to just piss me off. Well, clearly, um, with COVID, <laughs> forcing us into a whole new scenario of, you know, no school for months and lengthy periods of time, you know, I quickly was forced really to recognize that those things are out of my control and they are completely out of Skylar's control. His routine cannot remain the same. It just can't. There's just no way around that. And I know how frustrating it is for me. So I try to imagine what it feels like from him and from his perspective that he's not going to school or he's not going to restaurants or places that we normally would go. And if he's internalizing that, that he did something wrong and that we're punishing him in some way, because I don't necessarily know what he understands about COVID. So, you know, like I said, I'm learning and I, I learned a lot about how important it is to regulate my tone, my stress level, and just my state of being in my house and when I'm around my family and Skylar. I've definitely noticed that when I'm calm and I talk softer to him, even if I'm yelling at him, like stop touching the Christmas tree or whatever, the way that I say it, if I say it completely different than yelling at him, which was, you know, my go-to because I have my limits like everybody else and I get frustrated. But um, if I am calmer and I just say, please put your hand down, um, you know, <laughs> as many times as I have to repeat that same statement to him, um, his response is less aggression and better behaviors. I have definitely witnessed the less that I yell at him about things like that or to stop hitting or to stop banging, if I calmly tell him like, you know, please, please don't hit the wall and please don't hit the dog, it hurts her. And if I have a discussion with him like I would with my daughter or any other child and talk to him as if he's a 17-year-old and he completely understands what I'm saying because I know he does, um, he definitely shows up differently as well. And I think it takes the level of anxiety and stress in this house to a whole nother level that's more manageable for all of us. It's extremely hard 
But, you know, the last six months or so, I wake up every day mindful of how I'm being and how I intend to show up for my coworkers, my family, and especially Skylar. And it's it has helped, you know, tremendously with all of us. So that's something that I definitely plan to maintain and to focus every single day and resetting throughout the day if I'm starting to lose my cool and lose my tone and all of that. I just have to take a deep breath, reevaluate, and start over. And there's never, there's it's never ending. You know, you can constantly start over multiple times in a day. Um, you know, the second key takeaway that I have come to, to realize about myself is that I can actually be spontaneous, which is shocking to even say, um, and flexible. I'm, I've always been flexible when it comes to, you know, having to work in groups or just do different things, but it's a different kind of flexibility that I've learned. Being a perfectionist with severe OCD, um, I love my calendars and my checklists and checking off tasks as I accomplishment accomplish them. Oh my gosh, it just gives me so much satisfaction. And of course, it has to be done in strategic order. My husband laughs because when I run errands, um, I do them in order of where they are in location to our house. So I make a full circle when I when I run errands. Um, I don't drive out of my way to go to one place, back the other direction for something else, and then back towards where I was. That would make me literally crazy. <laughs> it's not efficient, and I have to be efficient. I'm also super efficient at the grocery store. Uh, this may sound crazy too. Maybe some of you guys are like me. Um, I write my grocery list in the order of the aisles. Um, so if anyone else is writing the list for me, um, I have to rewrite it. So if I <laughs> if I tell my daughter like, hey, go write down these things that we need at the store and I tell her what they are, before I go to the store, I take her list and rewrite the list because if it's not in the order of the store, I will most often leave something behind and forget to get something because it's in the wrong place in the list. I know that's extremely, extremely OCD and <laughs> slightly crazy, but that's just how I function. So with COVID and everything that's been happening, I have had to learn to be flexible. It's not that big of a deal. You know, when I have to run into the grocery store and get the things that we need with my mask on, doing all of the safety precautions, I actually have gone to the store a handful of times, just a handful. I'm, I'm getting there. It's still work in progress with a bulleted list of these items that I need, um, not in the order of the store. So I'm making progress. There's, there's, <laughs> there's progress to be made still, but I'm getting there. So, you know, the shutdowns and cancellations and practically all of 2020 was ruined and a lot of the plans were ruined for, for all of us, but it really also forced me to be flexible and develop creative ways to really educate and entertain Skylar. Um, we made up more silly songs during this shutdown time, which if you've read my book, you know that our family functions best on lots of songs, lots of silly singing around here, whether it's about food or bathroom habits or toys, Sesame Street, whatever. We're always singing something. And um, my husband and I dove headfirst into the Spelling to Communicate program with Skylar. Um, we became his therapist team. Our therapist doesn't live in our state. So um, after the initial 
rollout of the program to us um, back in August, we do the daily therapy with him. And it was definitely rough at the start. I think any parent who is virtually homeschooling their kids because of COVID um, right now understand that your kids just don't look at you the same um, in the different roles that you have to play. Teacher usually doesn't come out as an area that they respect you in, um, that you know what you're talking about and that they want to learn from you um, because they hear from you all day on other things. Skylar was no different. He just kind of looked at us like, I'm not doing therapy with you guys aren't therapists. I'm not doing this with you. But, um, you know, we stuck with it and he is doing amazing at it. We have seen more progress in his desire to communicate in the past five months than we have seen his entire 17 years of life, which is so exciting. He really wants to, um, you know, start communicating with us more effectively, which is 90% of the battle that I just could never recognize that he was interested in really telling us anything because we threw everything we knew at him, um, but nothing stuck. And this seems to be really great. So I'm excited for what 2021 will bring with the spelling program and how much he advances with that. But again, it was just about being flexible and, um, you know, just putting that hat on a therapist and just taking it in stride and doing it. So um, that's just been a huge takeaway too. And um, I can update you guys uh, mid-year next year on how I'm doing with my grocery list. (laughs) So maybe there's hope for me yet. Um, So, you know, as this is the first week of January 2021, you know, maybe like you guys, I'm going to be again writing out my goals, my plans for myself and my family. But this time, I know that the level of flexibility that's going to be required is definitely uh, at the forefront of my mind. Um, COVID is not yet a thing of the past. And after COVID, who knows, it could be something else that throws all of us off in our schedules and our kids and routines and everything. So I'm keeping that in mind when I write things out for myself. There is definitely opportunity to still achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve this year. Um, And I'm not going to lose sight of those things uh, just because of a stupid virus. So um, I plan to put pen to paper any day now (laughs) and get that done. So, you know, although it's been a struggle that's probably going to take our world a really long time to recover from, I just hope that more people have taken the forced slowdown as an opportunity to look inward and to really figure out what makes you tick, what makes you happy. Um, So if things like this happen again, we all have a better reaction and a plan kind of in place for, you know, unknown, unknown circumstances um, so that we're not all taken off guard um, and, our worlds are completely shattered. So because clearly as parents of special needs kids, we're always expected to loudly advocate until we're blue in the face and to figure out all the accommodations that our kids need on our own and also to remain resilient until it hurts. We are the voice of our kids and we are all that they've got. So we need to keep it together um, and and do our very best to, to paint a positive outlook for them because if we're stressed and we're showing up um, with constant anxiety and anger and frustration, that is going to totally resonate with our kids and it's 
they're gonna, we're going to be met with the same behaviors um, and worse behaviors with them. I st- strongly believe that. And I lastly just want to say thank you so much to everyone that has listened to the podcast, given me suggestions, um, you know, purchased my book and read it and given me feedback about that. The one thing that has been so wonderful that's come out of 2020 for me is the amount of connections I've made with all of you special needs parents out there, the Zoom meetings that I've been on, the Zoom parent support groups, all the things that I hadn't even looked into before all came this year. And I've met some incredible people who have given me just immeasurable advice on Skylar. Um, They have kids similar age to him or older than him. And that has just been just phenomenal. I I am so grateful for all the people that I have met through this, this platform and so many other ways on social media. So thank you. You are the people who gave me the suggestion about Christmas Eve. So (laughs) that is one, one, then one of the incredible takeaways from the year. But um, I just want you all to know that, you know, I see you, I am you. And, you know, now the world has a little bit better idea of what our lives are like every day, having to um, accommodate our, our lives and our kids to the rest of the world. And now they've all gotten a little bit of a taste of what it's like to have to change everything and to have every situation be out of your control. So I wish all of you guys the very, very best 2021. Um, I hope that your goals and your plans come to fruition and all of that is um, done with good health and safety. So thanks again for listening and um, take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.